0: Thank you for downloading this sermon. We hope you've been blessed by this ministry. If you'd like to give back, please invest in the future of Clearnote Church through our capital campaign, Faithful Through All Generations. To make a donation, visit clearnotebloomington.com give. Peter's faith in this moment has only one source, and it is the prayer of Jesus for his soul. And we started out the evening singing a song that said, uh, helpless sinners can find no other help but Jesus. And that is exactly what Peter had to lean on. The text says, Behold, Satan has demanded permission to sift you like wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. Um, the beginning of this is plural, you, so he's saying, behold, Satan has demanded to sift all of you like wheat, but then he gets singular and he says, but Peter, I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail, and when you have returned, strengthen the brothers. The particularness of Jesus' prayer here is what I want us to hear. I want you to hear that Jesus intercedes particularly for each of us who are his. Jesus says to Peter, you will deny me. Peter says, I will never deny you. And then just a few hours later, you have the arrest of Jesus. And then you have Peter not just saying, I don't know him, but saying it three times and the last time cursing calling down curses. I I have never met this man. I have no relationship with him. And I think any of us looking at that not knowing the rest of the story and not knowing this text that Jesus had prayed for Peter would think Peter is gone the way of Judas. Right? He has virtually done the same thing. Now, Judas did more than that. He didn't just say he would deny Jesus. He actually was paid money to deny Jesus, but Peter says the same things that Judas would have said in the moment. And so, what is the difference? Why is it different for Peter than for Judas? And it is this I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. After the deni- denial, When Jesus looks up in verse 61, it says, The Lord turned and looked at Peter, and Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had told him, before a rooster crows today, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. Both Peter and Judas feel grief. Judas gives the money back. Judas is so grieved that he hangs himself. Peter is weeping bitterly. And then the next day Jesus is crucified. And I think this is really truly where the sifting of not just the disciples, but Peter particularly begins. Now he has no one to go to. And this is the sifting. It's not that he has sinned. It's that Jesus is not there anymore to go to. And what is he going to do? Judas' answer is to hang himself because he has no faith in the God of heaven and he has no love for God, the Savior, Jesus Christ. But Peter does have a love and he has nowhere to place it right now. Jesus is dead. The next day, he's in the tomb, and then finally on Sunday morning, when the women come reporting, Peter sprints to the tomb, and Jesus is still gone. He's not there, but he is risen, and you can almost feel the spark of faith ignite within Peter. The day of Sunday, when the tomb is empty, he's not gone. He's just not here. And then the restoration of Peter when Jesus says to him, Peter, do you love me? And Peter says, Lord, you know I love you. And Jesus says, feed my sheep. Then he says again, Peter, do you love me? Lord, you know I love you. Feed my sheep. And he says the third time, Peter, do you love me? And it says in John that Peter was grieved when Jesus asked him that. And I think this also is an important thing to remember. Restoration to the Son after denying Him through flagrant sin, through ongoing sin, through years-long unrepentant sin, through unbelievable one-time acts like Peter's. is different for everyone, but it's almost always painful. This too is part of the sifting. We can be someone like David who needed a club through the prophet Nathan to wake him up to his sin. You are the man. Or... We can be like a prodigal, stinking, covered in grime and dirt, hoping against hope that our Father will welcome us back, unable to to move towards the Savior, and yet God the Father comes and He scoops us up because Jesus has interceded for us. If you are His. He is now at the throne interceding for you. Because you are the man. You are the prodigal. And you are like Peter when Jesus looks up on the night of his betrayal and Peter weeps bitterly. You are them. They are you. In our hope our only hope is that Jesus has interceded for us, and that he continues to intercede for us. And so when we read Jesus' words, if you deny me before men, or if you are ashamed of me before men, I will be ashamed of you before my Father in heaven. And if we read in 2 Timothy, if you deny him, he will deny you. I don't want to take away the absolute of those warnings, but I want to encourage you if you are the man tonight, if you are the woman tonight, and you have sin to confess, confess it. Do not be like Judas. Call on Jesus to be saved. And if you do that, you will know, you will know that He has interceded for you. And if you've done it in the past, if you have called on Christ to save you once before, you can do it again, and you should do it again, day by day, hour by hour, week by week. Tonight we will eat the Lord's Supper together. We do it every couple of weeks here, and it is a reminder all the time that our sin is constant. But Jesus' intercession is more constant than our sin. He is absolutely faithful to the ones He loves, to the ones the Father has given Him. We will all see the glory of that day. Jesus is our champion. We see this all over Scripture, that the mark between Judas' grief and Peter's grief is not the grief. It's not the outward signs and symbols. It's not what we do or say. It's whether or not we actually repent and go to God in Christ to save us. This is what David did when he wrote Psalm 32 after he had sinned. Right, in verse 5 he says, I've confessed my sin to you and when I kept silent my bones wasted away within me. And then in verse 6 he says, the godly will call upon you in the time when you are to be heard. God is always ready to hear the confession of repentant sinners. And it is our assurance, it is how Christ gives us the pleasure of knowing we are his is coming and confessing. That is how he assures us that we are his. We are not assured that the restoration will be painless. David paid for the rest of his years for the sins that he did with Bathsheba. His family paid for those sins that he did with Bathsheba. Peter paid on that morning when Jesus asked him three times, do you love me? The prodigal paid because his inheritance had been spent, and he was destitute, reliant on the Father's grace. There will be consequence of our sins, but Jesus is ready to restore. So yes, we will have unbelievable denials of Jesus. We will have egregious sins. We will have things that make it look as though we never knew him. And we may even say, I never knew him, which is what Peter said. But then Peter saw that Jesus knew and that he was naked and bare before the Lord of the universe. And then he came. He came back because of Jesus' prayer. Because Jesus was keeping him. And his faith did not fail in that dark night of the soul. I don't know how often or how many of you go through those nights, but I want to encourage you. Even in your darkest nights, if you are His, He will save you. And you will come back, and so come back. Don't stay come to Jesus Christ and be saved not over and over again but to show that you are his and so tonight we will take the supper and I urge you to confess your sins and to come do not stay in your sin show that you are his that is all I have for this evening let us pray we'll proceed Father, thank you for your grace. Thank you for your son. Thank you for the unbelievable gift of his intercession. And Jesus, we ask you now to intercede for us, to help us because we are weak, because we are sinful, because we have, many of us, lost sight of you. And remind us that we are yours and help us to confess with our mouths that you are Lord and you are Savior and that we love you. Give us faith tonight. Help us to come. In Christ's name we pray, amen.